Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I'm from Littleton, Colorado, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 1st, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled, We Agnostics. It's on page number 46, and today we'll be reading the first paragraph. It begins with, yes, we have agnostic temperament, and it ends with that power, which is God. We're going to read that one paragraph only. So today's readers are Team Thursday. The 12 steps is Joni C., 12 traditions, Judy N. A reader of the text will be Nancy C. Our closing reader will be Barb W. Martha Z. is backing us up. Our newcomer greeter will be Ann A., and our second hour moderator will be Matt J.F. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording is 19,691. That's 19691. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording is 19,692. 19692. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose here is that OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered but not cured. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I will now ask Judy N. to read the traditions. Good morning. This is Judy N. from Maryland. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige avert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. Thanks, Joni and Judy. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star 1 to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we resume our study in the chapter, We Agnostics. It's in the big book, page 46, the first paragraph. And I will now ask Nancy C. to begin reading. Thanks, Jen. Good morning, everyone. Nancy C. gratefully recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yes, we of agnostic temperament have had these thoughts and experiences. Let us make haste to reassure you. We have found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice 
and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, we commenced to get results, even though it was impossible for any of us to fully define or comprehend that power, which is God. Wow, good morning, everyone. Um, great paragraph, as all these paragraphs are. These, these meetings have been really um, transformational for me the last couple of days. But, you know, yesterday we were talking about seeing a flower, seeing something, and, and having that thought of something bigger than ourselves, but not knowing really what to do with it. That was that happened to me a lot growing up. You know, I would be on a beach and see a beautiful sunset or, or see the waves or smell the ocean. That was God tapping me on my shoulder saying, I'm here. And what did I do? I had that moment of being, yes, you are, and then turn away and continue on with my self-centered life, eating my way through anything I could just to have any feeling go away. And then I got the guidance to get to this very strong meeting um, that I'm speaking on here today. And I saw a willingness from other people. I saw that there was something there. And if I could just lay aside my prejudice of my religious God and my belief to say, I want what you have and be willing, just be willing to say I'm willing to try it. I saw results immediately. I didn't know what they were. You know, it was like you go, you're walking in the dark and you walk up to a house and all of a sudden one of those motion lights go on and it's brighter. I don't know what it is, but the light goes on. If I stand there, I can even feel a little bit of the heat getting on my body, right? But I'm standing there and I know something different is happening. I don't have the code to the garage door to open the door yet, but I believe that there's something greater and I need to stand there and just be ready to accept it. God took me the day that I called this meeting and said, just be willing to see that there is something outside yourself that can restore you to sanity, that can have you do it. And what did he do? The willingness came with, I got results immediately because I put the food down. I could never do that. How did I do that? I still don't know today except for divine intervention from my higher power, which I choose to call God. That was the result I saw immediately. And then, you know, a couple pages we're going to find out that deep down inside each one of us, there is that God who is here. And may he find us now and may he restore us to sanity and take us to a place that we've never been before because this program is a design for living that really works. And I am so grateful that each one of you have helped me find this path of recovery. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Nancy C. We value everyone's uh, experience and we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So who would like to share on what was read today? Larry G. Katie G. Katie G. E. UK. Liz E. UK. I got Larry. Katie. I got Liz. Who did I miss in there? Anne Marie K. Nessa. Anne Marie. Nessa R. Sam M. Sam, we'll stop there. Uh, Let's see. Who's uh, Anne Marie K. And who was it right before that? Sorry. 
Let me tell you who I wrote down. I missed somebody. Larry G, Katie G, Liz, Anne Marie, somebody, and then Sam M. I said your name and then I didn't write you down, so I apologize. Vanessa, that's what it was. Ha ha, I remembered it. Thank you, God. All right, here we go. Larry G, Katie G, Liz, Anne Marie, Nessa, and Sam. If you'll give me your first name, your first initial and your last name, the state in which you're calling from so people can find you on the member list, and let's get going. Larry G, go right ahead. Take us away. Good morning, family, and uh, thank you, Nancy. That was uh, uh, an amazing share. Uh, my name is Larry G. I'm from California. Uh, I, am, I am nothing more than a, a sick and dying drunk without God. I've, I have proven that, and there's no difference between me who suffers from this disease in my home and the men and women who are on the streets you know, dying from alcoholism. There's just no difference. Uh, I came to this program uh, in 2020, May of 2020, and I finally surrendered. Um, and today I am uh, an absent man living an extraordinary life. But my life does not revolve around Larry anymore. It revolves around God. And I feel for the people on this call who are new, who uh, maybe are repelling against the idea of a God. But um, when, I, when I break it down, did I not worship something? I did worship. I worshiped food. I, I had this altar in my home, this sacred room that we pray and meditate in. And I, I, I could have, I would, it would have been no different than putting the bags of donuts and bagels and ice cream and uh, tubs of macaroni and cheese on that altar and getting on my knees and praying to it because that's what I, that was my God prior to May of 2020 was food, flour and sugar, volume, salty snacks. Um, I'm, I'm experiencing overwhelming grief today. Um, my son is sick and dying. And uh, I went to see him Sunday. And uh, it, it is so painful to see my little boy. I mean, he's, thir- he's in his 30s, but he's still my little boy uh, who is dying from a disease. And uh, the fact that I went home uh, from, from that, that, uh, that hospital and I did not stop along the way and just drown my pain in food. That was a complete miracle. In fact, I didn't even think about food. I got home, and and with my wife, I shared my suffering with her. And I, I'm willing to suffer today. I'm willing to suffer without food. And my suffering, that I suffer in dignity, is a demonstration of my devotion to God. That this is what I, this is the burden I am to carry. Then I'll carry this burden with honor and dignity, just like um, an iconic person did, you know, thousands of years ago. Uh, I will carry this burden with dignity and I will put God first and not food. And if that's not a miracle, then I don't know what it is. Uh, and I pass. Thank you. Thanks for sharing with us, Larry G. from California. Our prayers are with you. Up next, we have Katie G. followed by Liz. Go right ahead, Katie. Hey, <clears throat> excuse me. Hey, Jen, good morning. It's Katie G. Recovered. Compulsive eater in Boston and um, there's so much good stuff here, you know, I'm really caught up on a couple things. First of all, laying aside prejudice. And um, as I've gone on in the years, I've learned prejudice are my old ideas. Like anything I think I know for sure 
you know, one of the things um, that happened for me in recovery is I became unteachable, right? Like, I knew for sure that the big book was going to say this. I knew for sure that this share was going to mean this. I knew for sure that my sponsor was going to say this. I knew for sure that God was this. And and I just started to ease God out, right? And um, and this willingness, am I willing to, you know, am I willing to even concede that there is a power greater than me? And honestly, the only thing that brought me that willingness seven months ago was my life was so dark that all I could do was surrender. And this program makes no sense to me. Like I, my life, which for me just meant like I could talk about God. I could theorize on this line about the theories according to the big book and blah, blah, blah about God. But I didn't have God. I was playing God, right? Like I believed the lies that if I'm just thin enough, I'm going to be okay. If I just get this person to love me, I'll be okay. You know, I was a please love me aholic. I was an exercise bulimic. And I wasn't willing to let go. And until my life got so dark that I didn't know how to breathe, right? And until... All I could see was my exercise bike and nothing else. I had to concede what? Not even that there was something else, but like that what I was doing was absolutely so broken. Because the feedback that I got from other people was like, Katie, gee, what's going on for you? You're sick, right? And, and inside, what did I feel? I felt sick. I felt out of options. And that's the only thing that had an egomaniac like me concede that there could be a God. Because, you know, I, I love thinking. I love reasoning. I love intellectualizing. I love dissecting every single word on this page and having the reason behind, you know, what Bill W. meant. But am I really willing to come on this line and say, hey, guys, I don't know. I don't know. Am I willing to ask questions? Am I willing to be teachable? And thanks be to God, my sponsor said to me, if I have pride, I'm not teachable. If I'm not able to ask questions and say I don't know, I'm not teachable. So please, God, help my mind and my heart set it all aside to be teachable today. And what do I have to learn? Because I've got to get to God. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie G. from Boston. Up next, we have, I believe it's Liz E., followed by um, Anna Marie K. Liz, is that you? Hi. Good morning. Good afternoon. This is Liz E. in Bristol, United Kingdom. Thank you so much to everybody for doing service. And it's just just so humbling to be on this line um, and hear the amazing shares. It's just amazing. And this is just such a gift, this fellowship. Sorry, I didn't say my name is Liz E. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in the United Kingdom. Um, Oh, this paragraph here. We found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power with a capital P greater than ourselves. Wow. I mean, I didn't really know what that meant or understood it. But. I know when I came into these rooms two and a half years ago um, that something 
um, I just wanted what you you lot had. You know, you people who were recovered, I just wanted that. So I have worked um, worked this program. And I was just talking to a fellow yesterday about, how, you know, because she was saying, how is it? Because she's, how is it you have got some emotional sobriety? Because that is the goal for me. Because I thought food was my solution. But no, that was my, that's what I did to uh, bring down my emotions or bring them up. And I said, well, you just learn maybe one thing a day or two or three things. And in a year, you've learned, you know, a thousand things. And that's just this program is every day, little by little by little, adding another little bit of learning. And for me, this is just an amazing thing. But as my sponsor keeps telling me, who is amazing, and thank you so much for all your love and kindness. She says, God is your chaperone, Liz. And just take him everywhere you go. And I just love that idea. And I am doing some things that are potentially a bit exciting, a bit scary in my life. And, you know, she's helping me and talking to me and for and making me ask those questions. Because I want I don't necessarily want to tell everybody that I'm a compulsive overeater, but I need to um, show up and be honest today. Um, and. I know today that I can't do it on my own, 100%. And I've been practicing surrendering more and more. And the more I do it, the better my life gets. Um, I've gone through a challenging time. My daughter's learning to drive, which is just the most scary activity in the universe. So I've been surrendering, surrendering. And somehow God is giving me serenity around it. it that is a miracle. Um, so love to hear from any of you. Lots of love. Have an amazing day. Bye. Lots of love to you too, Liz E. from the UK. Up next is Anna Marie K. followed by Nessa R. Good morning. Did I get that right? Was it Anna Marie, Anne Marie? I'm so sorry. Okay, well, correct me if I'm wrong or if um, I misspoke, but we'll go ahead and take Nessa R next, followed by Sam N. And if there is an Anna Marie. Am I not um, being heard? This is Anne Marie. Oh, hey, there you are, Anne Marie. Okay. I'm sorry, I thought Perfect. I was unmuted. Thanks so much. Nope, okay, go sorry right about ahead. that. Um, no. So I'm grateful to be here and thanks everybody for your service. I am Anne Marie Kay in Pennsylvania and so grateful to be recovered today, but not cured by this program. Uh, we found that as soon as we were able, boy, there's the word, as soon as we were able, and then, of course, prejudices, uh, you know, I just did not know how to be able. I didn't understand what surrender meant. I'm definitely one of those people of the educational variety. 30 years, it was just, you know, from the first time I walked in the doors. Uh, but today, oh, Wow. You used to say that word change to me, and it was like, no way. My ego was unbelievably strong, and it had to be smashed. And I am so grateful today to finally put away those prejudices. And not only with food, as I know now, it's just a symptom, but every aspect of my life that was unmanageable. 
Oh, Lord, God, thank you so much for this program. Uh, I don't care that it took me this long. All I know is because I live in the present today, man. I just want to live today to the fullest. Um, you know, I heard myself being shared by so many of us today, you know, uh, and it's it's something that is so hard to explain. And I say this to my sponsees that are so much like I was that you just have to trust. And I couldn't trust. I just couldn't trust. That's how strong my disease was. And it seems it's hard to explain it. Those of us who have gone through it and had that spiritual awakening, now we say, wow, what took me so long? And um, all I have to say is if you're still doing that, try. Just try. Because as I said, said, you know, you come in for the vanity and stay for the sanity. The sanity is unbelievable. I put the toxic life behind me. I can keep my mouth shut, which is in itself amazing because, you know, I thought I was the the oracle of the world, of knowledge. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, be careful what you think you know. But uh, I just, I, I got to say, I'm just so grateful for this program, and I want to practice these principles in all my affairs. One day at a time, reaching out to other sick people like I was so that I can keep the gift that this program has been given to me. With that, I'm going to say pass, and everybody have a great day unless you've made other plans. Thanks, Anne-Marie Kay from Pennsylvania. Up next, we have Nesta R., followed by Sam M. Hi, good morning. This is Nesta R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Whenever I read um, the agnostics, um, you know, I I, I remember uh, a couple of things that people usually say. Well, one of them is, you know, when you lose something, you always say, oh, it's always in the last place you look. Like, of course, you know, you're not going to stop looking before you find it, and you're not going to keep looking after you find it. It's always, it's always in the last place you look. And then there's another thing. It's a song, I think, from the 80s, and I think it's from Kenny Rogers that says, looking for love in all the wrong places. And this is what step two signifies for me, you know. Um, you know, I, I tried, like everybody else, so many different things before I came to OA. If they had worked, you know, by definition, I wouldn't be here. So I'm here because this is, this is my last hope. This is the last, the, last, um, the last straw that I can hang my hopes on. Um, you know, if, if, if all these diets had worked, I, I, just, I just wouldn't be here. And, you know, I kept looking for, for love and acceptance and relief and security and serenity in all the wrong gods. Um, you know, so this chapter is not about proving that God exists. It's about proving that I need God because I have nothing else to hold on to. And because, to tell you the truth, I, I have nothing else to lose. I mean, like I'm already, you know, grossly overweight. I'm already discouraged and demoralized you know what else do you know what do i have to lose nothing what do i have to gain a lot and so you know like i saw this chapter two as okay i got it you know i've always believed in god and unlike a lot of people who come into the rooms i believed in a god that was good and kind and benevolent but even i had prejudices and i didn't realize that i had those prejudices because as i said i believe in god and i believe in a good god not in a punishing god you know and my prejudice was so oh, god has no time for me he's just got more important things 
you know, to worry about much bigger problems than Ness's little, you know, food and weight issue. Um, and that too was a prejudice that 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 that, um, that that held me back, that blocked me from being willing to surrender to this good, kind, benevolent God that I believed in. Um, you know, so I had to throw all these ideas um, out the window. And I like that analogy when you're driving in a highway and you throw something out the window, man, you're going to risk your life if you try to go back and get it. Um, you know, it just doesn't happen. Like something you throw out the window is gone forever. You can never get it back. And that's what I had to do with that one and, and quite a few other ones. But once I do, you're free because now you have a solution. Now you're looking for love in the right place and finding that love in the right place provided, and this is a big, big thing, provided that you do all the work. Step two, I identify that I need God, but where I get all the love is in step 11. So I need to get through steps three to 10 um, diligently um, and as as, um, quickly as I can. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. from Toronto. Up next, we're going to have Sam M. And before we uh, speak, before you speak, Sam, um, let me just let everybody know that's gathered with us uh, right now where we're at. We resumed our study in the chapter today in We Agnostics. We're on page number 46. We're on that first paragraph, um, and it begins with, yes, we have agnostic temperament. And we're reading just that one paragraph and um, commenting on that paragraph only. So Sam M., go right ahead. Thank you very much. Um, Hi, everybody. My name is Sam M. I'm calling from Long Island, New York. Um, Just wanted to claim my seat. I'm returning back to OA after a period of hell, as many of you can identify with. Um, This is actually my first time sharing on the line. I have been listening to each of you since September, and each of you inspire me so much to keep going. Um, Yeah, and as as far as um, where we're at today in the book, um, I'm realizing that um, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I think because I'm smart and because I have a great job and because things go well in my life that I have it under control, and I don't. Um, and I never have, (laughs) and, um, it's amazing what happens when we learn how to surrender, and I don't know how to do that, but I'm learning, and just slightly opening the door to possibility, and just learning how to be willing is something that I'm working on right now, and, um, I'm way back to the beginning, and I'm so grateful to my sponsor on this line, and to the people that have looked out for me. Um, And I'm working on not isolating myself and not counting myself out and letting it be okay that I have issues with compulsion and addiction. And as painful as that is to admit, I know that there's a lot of hope. And I just thank all of you so much for, for just continuing to keep going because you're helping so many people you don't even know that don't speak. Um, Again, my name is Sam M., recovering one day at a time, and um, thank you. Have a good day. Well, Sam M., welcome home. Glad you're here, and thanks for sharing with us today. Thanks for giving people hope. All right. Well, we do value everyone's experience, and we're going to ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. 
Um, we're still sharing on that We Agnostics paragraph. Who else would like to share today? Rosie. Julie P. Rachel P. Julie, and I think I got a Roz, and I think I got a Rachel. Mike S. Mike. Donna K. Ohio. And Donna. We'll leave it there. All right, so this is who I got. Julie, Roz, Rachel, Mike, and Donna Kay. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name and the state in which you're from when you get up to share, that would be great. Julie, go right ahead. Good morning, my fellows, um, which are in my home group. My name is Julie P. I am recovered in Minnesota and so very, very grateful to be here this morning. I have been listening to the paragraphs of this chapter um, as we read them daily for a while now. And, you know, I was just sitting back reflecting that, you know, when somebody says came for the vanity, left with the sanity, when I first joined OA, it was just to learn how to put the food down. And as we slowly have read each one of these paragraphs from the beginning, I learned about one problem after another that I had to deal with. And I thought that I had a full boat by the time I got to the chapter before we agnostics. And my sponsor and I started reading this chapter and I felt like, oh my gosh, I have another problem. I did not know that I was agnostic until I knew. And it was real easy for me to put my higher power, whom I choose to call Ralph today, on the shelf in the morning and put him down. And one day my sponsor said to me, how are you being agnostic today? And those words were like a spiritual awakening for me. It's like, oh, I don't get to put you on the shelf in the morning. I got to hang out with you all day long, Ralph. And what does that look like? And I am so grateful for the willingness to be willing every day to learn, and I am so teachable, as to how to continue to let Ralph guide me all day long in all of my affairs. And I'm so grateful for all of you also for helping to teach me that and wishing you all a blessed day. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Julie P. from Minnesota. Up next, we have Roz, followed by Rachel. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jen. It's really good to hear you. My name's Roz G. I'm in uh, Palmdale, California. And I I want to just break this down. We of agnostic temperament have had these thoughts and experiences. What are they? Uh, looking up into the sky and seeing the constellations and the planets and flowers that grow and the, 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 the absolute um, majesty uh, of a flower and and to say okay you know I there's no nobody created this nobody on earth created this and that 
I also didn't even realize that I had agnostic temperaments. I was was a religious churchgoer three times a week, sent, sent my kid to a Christian school at one time, uh, told others about the good news of the gospel, and yet I wasn't really living it fully, as fully as I am today. You know, in, in the area of compulsive overeating, I tried every diet I could try and pill and and manipulative, manipulative actions towards my body, you know, by eating and then trying to exercise it off, not trusting in a power greater than that to relieve me of, the, of that horrible cycle of eating and exercising and injuring my body to the point of having to have surgery on two different parts of my body for over-exercising, those were the results I was getting. And uh, we do live in a results-driven society, and my results were to, was to be skinny, to be thin. And that when I joined this program, and really when I joined, uh, when I started practicing the big book way of doing things through this vision for you, I have commenced to get results that are so different than getting thin. Like being a, a person who is practicing humility. I was so concerned with with what you thought of me and getting attention. And today I just keep my mouth shut. And the results that I get from that are, you know, I I've gotten a sort of a promotion at work that I really wasn't looking for too much. And and my job has become so delightful, and being a kinder person, I'm I'm much kinder. Am I kind every day? No, but I have become so much kinder and so much more considerate of other people's feelings when I didn't give a you know what before, and I live out my life in this way. And as I've heard on the earlier shares, I take God with me. Everywhere I go, I'm, right now I'm in a phase where I'm working on completely surrendering all of me to God. And I, I, you know, just yesterday, getting ready, you know, I had so many things to do to get ready for choir last night and stuff. And it was like I said, okay, God, I am completely yours. How do you want me to prepare? And I just did some other things that, you know, put things in different order so that I could be ready to sing, have my key and 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 be on time and think about how can I lend myself to the choir versus how can I make everything okay for me, myself and I. And that's just this was everything in my life. My job, my position at church, my position as a mother, my position as a daughter, and now I'm working it on it with my sister, the one whom I was jealous of my entire life. It's going away. It's going away. God is relieving me of that horrible character defect. It's getting there. All right. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Roz. Up next, we have Rachel P. All by Mike. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. This is Rachel P. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Pennsylvania. Thanks so much for your service today, Jen, um, and everyone for being on this meeting. Um, I'm thinking about specifically this phrase. We found that as soon as we were able to lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves, 
I'm thinking about like my experience with this and it sounds, you know, as I read it in black and white, it sounds simple enough, right? Lay aside prejudice and express even a willingness to believe. And being on the other side of that process, you know, it seems fairly simple, right? Oh yeah, I, like I did that. That is what it takes. I resonate with it. Um, but this is a this is a very complicated and long process for me. And as a human, I tend to get in my own way as much as possible. And um, or I did in the past, and I still do in a lot of ways. And that's why I need a power with a capital P, so that I can set aside that prejudice. I can set aside my own defects, my getting in my own way, and open to suggestion, open to what comes, open to, you know, the will of something that is greater than me, that is not me and my own little ideas. And, you know, for me, it was, prejudice was a huge part of it, right? The prejudices that I had based on my previous experiences with religion, the prejudice that I had about, you know, at the time, you know, five years ago, about, um, you know, people who practice religion. I had so many prejudices um, about religion and spirituality and God to the point where I was just like completely shut down to it for a long, long time. Um, I think another obstacle in addition to prejudice is I have to set aside my pride, right? This process of setting aside prejudice, et cetera, and expressing the willingness requires me to set aside my pride, requires me to have some humility and admit that I don't have all the answers, which was a really hard process for me to do because I thought I had all the answers or I thought I could find all the answers, especially as it came to compulsive eating, right? I tried, I tried diet after diet and restriction and over-exercise. I tried everything I could think of, everything I could research, and it did not work. Um, I think also two components I had to set aside too that are important, and I'm sure you all can think of a lot, a lot more components too, but it's just for me, um, I had to set aside perfectionism, right? Because I kind of had this, initially I had this idea that I had to have the perfect idea of a higher power in order to move forward. And I also had to set aside comparison to others because I saw other people with their relationships with higher power and their concepts of higher power, and I compared my own or lack thereof to that. So I had to set aside all of that and really embrace this idea of a willingness, that all it takes is just a sliver of a willingness with humility, right, with acceptance, and move forward with that. That's all it takes. And I'm so grateful that I was able to embrace that because, you know, had I had I not done so, I would still be suffering, right? And um, so if you are out there and you're struggling with the higher power, just know, like, all it takes is some willingness and humility. Thanks, I'll pass. Thanks, Rachel P. from Philadelphia. Uh, up next, we have Mike and then Donna Kay. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks so much, uh, Mike S. Uh, for sure. Um, from England uh, in the UK, United Kingdom. Uh, so hey, Mike, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's a little choppy. Um, okay. I said Mike at Mike and Sugar. Yeah. Um, Are you talking on a speakerphone or with headphones or I don't know something? It's just really. I was, I was on my headphones. Oh, thank you. Now. 
Perfect. Thank you. Mike Affleck and Sugar. Perfect. From the UK. Go ahead. Yes. Uh huh. My pleasure. Cheers. Oh yeah, I'm so um, I'm 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 feeling so thankful. Uh, I've been feeling so much love as well during this like meeting. Um, and for me, you know, that just brings out a lot of gratitude, which for me seems to be the same thing. And I just wanted to share that first of all. Um, also, I want to acknowledge that there's a part of me that wants to say something intelligent and clever. And I got a bit excited about the word prejudice and came to some realizations which may not mean anything but I just want to acknowledge that part of me which I feel it's part of the the logic the logic mind of my ego which, which is very similar to that what may even be the same part that keeps me in prejudice and wants to keep me in prejudging the situations in already making my mind up in already deciding that I know best and that's always been my block um, when I've been in active addiction and I now know that and that's such a great thing first of all to know and to realize and to acknowledge and then to see that that's you know I need to clear away my prejudice to then be open to, to my higher power to letting my higher power in to understanding that I don't need to understand everything you know um, and understand exactly what my higher power is you know I, I've who am I to understand this amazing, uh, yeah, I, I don't have that kind of knowledge and I probably, well, probably, I'm sure I never will, exactly. And that's okay. Um, but what got my ego mind excited, I think, in part was um, the word prejudice. You know, for me, it's judging something before, it's taking in my already made judgments into any situation and I see that that prejudice with someone like in my relationships with my mum is what expect her to act out the way that previously was causing me resentment and so if I bring that in with me I'm already creating a barrier to a more open loving caring tolerant relationship with with my family members um but also I noticed because I came to the meeting about 15 minutes late, so I didn't know where we were. And I was looking through the chapter, We Agnostics, and I found the word prejudice a number of times. And as I'm sure many of you will you know, relate to, uh, when things are important, they're repeated in the big book. And I think that just shows how important being aware that I have a prejudice and that when I think it's my conclusion, I need to be very, very careful and remind myself to turn to my higher power on any issue in all my affairs. And uh, that word prejudice always re also reminded me of the um, appendix to the spiritual experience where there's a quote at the very end, which I'm just going to turn to actually. Time, please. Which, is, which I won't read because it's time. But <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> essentially, Thanks, Mike. We appreciate that's it. it. Thanks very much. Yeah. Oh, Cheers. I get to say that back to you. That's so fun. Mike S. from the UK. Thanks so much for getting on today. We're glad we got to hear you. Up next, we have Donna K. Donna, go right ahead. Good morning. Uh, Donna K. Uh, from Ohio, uh, recovered. Um, the, the word and the words in this paragraph that really just jump off for me are expressed even a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves. It sounds like 
you know, the door into a room, it just, if there's a light on the inside, it just has to be ajar a little bit, you know, to be able to see that the light is on, you know. The door doesn't have to be wide open, you know, that you can just, you know, waltz in. But just a crack open and you can tell. That felt like something that I could relate to, that I didn't need to, wasn't in the position of having to, you know, swallow someone else's idea of what a higher power was or should be. Um, the biggest, I guess the biggest part for my recovery that I have been running with that pretty much have been that my self-reliance is not not running it anymore. I'm getting a lot better about that and uh, and believing. Just the willingness to believe is a power greater than myself. The willingness is what I pray for every day. It's made my recovery really a joy and a relief, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, it doesn't have to fit anyone else's idea of what theirs is or isn't. You know, that's entirely independent of the, for each of us, and I'm really grateful. So anyway, that's all I got. Thanks so much for letting me share, and thank you for your service. Pass. Thank you, Donna Kay from Ohio. All right, well, we still have some time on the clock for two more shares. Who else would like to share today? Pamela P. Pamela P. Hello. Mary. And Mary. <laughs> All right. So we got Pamela P. and Mary F. Go right ahead, Pamela. Hi. Um, this is Pamela P. Um, from Pennsylvania. You hear me? Um, hi. You can be heard. So, go ahead. Thank you. So what I got from the paragraph is, um, you really got to work your program to the best of your ability, but put more than 100% every day. And um, I learned that for being the program a long time, listening to people in this meeting, lots of recovery, God bless all your lots of wisdom. But also I learned just now because the holiday came, my boys and family were over, and my program slipped um, because a lot of routine stuff I do to try and keep my program. I couldn't do it because a lot of people in the house. And I gained some weight. I gained four pounds in the one week. And so it didn't been forever to take the weight or go back and go back to that number. I know that number is not, like, overly important, but to me it is. Um, so also I know that, you know, you did got work like your life depends on it. And I will lose my life because of this disease. So that what I'm doing, I get up earlier and I will up pretty late, but that no excuse. I got to get up seven. I got to start. So I listened to another meeting. I listened to some of this meeting. Once I get the recording number, then I listen to the whole meeting entirely. Uh, maybe another hour or hour, and I just do my program, work the temp step, temp loving, mostly temp loving every day with a southern step, and just and listen to a couple meetings at night, and pray and do some 
OA work. I need to call people more. But my life depends on it. I don't have no choice. This, this, it got to be this way or I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to have the blessed life God want me to have without doing the work. And I was talking to another sponsor that I'm looking for a sponsor again. And more work to be done. And I, I, you know, I've been trying to do the best of my ability. But I'm learning now I have to be perfect because God don't want me to be perfect. And, and God loves us the way we are. He just wants us to be better, you know, be happier. But just the way you are is good enough for God. Somebody told me that early in my life. So anyway, love your guys. Keep coming back to program work. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Up next is Mary F. Mary, you'll take us out today. Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, my name is Mary F. I'm calling from Virginia. And, um, yeah, we agnostics. I would have said to you, uh, agnostic, not me, not me. I was raised um, in a faith, and I thought I knew God. Um, but um, in this disease, I knew my disease much better, much better, and I operated from that place. Um, so I understand today that I am powerless, absolutely powerless to lead a wholesome life. And that's the point at which that I can understand that I need a higher power. Um, if there's an opportunity in the day uh, for me to have interaction with anybody, the chances are I will mess it up because my disease thinking is cold, mechanical, and I think I know everything, um, and I don't. So um, I am so grateful for the shares that um, I heard today, and I am grateful for this place of really understanding that I am powerless. Sweet and simple. Um, I am powerless to be um, kind, good, wholesome, as long as I am not surrendering to God. And um, I'm an addict. Sweet and simple. And as an addict, my thinking is askewed. Um, and that's the place. That's my jump off place. I need to remind myself my ego is tremendous. And that's my jump off place to understand that I need something, some God more powerful than myself because I am hopeless. So um, I thank you for letting me share and um, have a good day, everyone. Take care. Well, thank you, Mary F. from Virginia for taking us out today. We appreciate you. And thank you to everyone who shared or just on the line with us today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. Here's the share ID for today. So get your pen and paper ready for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Wow, December 1st. Man, it goes by fast. Here's your number, 19,698. That's 19698. That's the recording number for today. So we'll now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. I will now ask Barb W. to please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you for your service, Barb W. Gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater in Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.